Mine was crisp and juicy, or not juicy, uh, crisp and dry. I agree. It was. It was uh, like Phoenix in the fall. Mm-hmm. You watched oh, the, City. Oh, city. Yeah, yeah not like, a Phoenix. <laughs> the city of Phoenix. Flaming <laughs> bird? Uh, yes. Were you watching the big I, I game today, Grant? What? Were you watching the big game today? Oh, yeah, you know it. it no, I'm not. It's happening what right now. Game? I'm missing it because of you. Dude! It doesn't actually matter. It's it's the all-star game for baseball today. Oh, <laughs> the big game. <laughs> the game that no one cares about and isn't actually that fun to watch. No, it's it's actually very true. Uh, so I... Uh, went to a local brewery with Aaron to just start watching because it started at 6.30 Central for mm-hmm. context. Well, actually, no. It actually started at about 7.15. They listed it as starting at 6.30, and really that was yeah. just half hour of just a bunch of crap going on. Bull crap. Uh, so, a bunch of bull squirt, if you ask me. Yeah, but doing it at a... or watching it at a brewery means that you don't actually get to hear anything that's going on, which is more of the fun of the All-Star game because it hasn't yeah. been a meaningful game in many years. It used to be meaningful. I was telling Aaron about this, that it was the only All-Star game that had real meaning where mm-hmm. the league that won the All-Star game, yeah, that team got home field advantage in the World Series, which mm-hmm. matters. But they haven't done that in years. And so now it's just a fun thing. It's the only all-star game where the players actually try in professional sports. Because mm-hmm. in the NFL, it's like, it's right around the time the Super Bowl is. So no one really wants to get hurt. No one wants to get hurt anyway. And anyone who's playing in the Super Bowl isn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it is actually a decent game to watch. But now they can, you know, mic up players in the bench <laughs> while they're playing. And that's the fun part, but you don't get to experience that when you're just sitting in a brewery watching it in silence. Yeah. But I did get to see a uh, noted good Twins player, Byron Buxton, hit a home run. So that was fun, at least. Mm. With his uh, son, <laughs> his two sons, the youngest is named Blaze Buxton, which is, you know, <clears throat> too cool for school, mm-hmm. versus his older son, whose name is Brixton. <laughs> So he's just a mean man. Brixton Buxton. Yeah. Brixton Bucks. I think it's more tough. mean, not mean about like how the child's going to experience it, but mean for everyone who has to say that kid's name, Brixton mm-hmm. Buxton. Exactly. Like, like Brixton is not the worst name that could exist. You know, like I, I'm past, like at least maybe I'm not past it, but I try not to be like my dad in making fun of people's names when there's almost always a lot more cultural baggage to it mm-hmm. and like i try to not be someone who just blindly makes fun of every not i mean particularly growing up when you make fun of non-white people's names that's not cool uh so i so on that ground i specifically try to just be like people are gonna name their kids whatever you know there mm-hmm. are some that i think most everyone can agree are bad names mm-hmm <laughs> I'm not necessarily going to put Brixton in that category. It's not as bad as, like, Elon's kid's name or whatever. Yeah. So there's worse things you could do. Or, like, the classic XKCD um, one. What is this? XKCD. 
Did you really name your son Robert apostrophe parenthesis colon drop table students? <laughs> Which is like a sequel. <laughs> oh, yes. Little Bobby Tables, we call him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Good jokes. Um, Yeah. But anyway, that is his kid's name. And it is, it's more for the, uh, the, the tough tongue twister nature is really the problem mm-hmm. than, than the first name itself. What can you do? Yeah, I feel like I would think someone's pranking me if I was like a sub <laughs> or something. I'd be like, who's messing with me? Who'd you, yeah. who'd you pay off to get them to put this stupid name on my list? Yep. Yeah, what is the, what is the hidden meaning that I'm not catching here? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where's the joke and why don't I get it? <laughs> oh, man. How was your weekend? Hanging Pretty out with good. people. Got to hang out with some good friends. Mm-hmm. Got to have some good times. It was quite good. Um, and I promise I no more adjectives than that. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was a very enjoyable time. Uh, as often happens, I feel like as I've gotten older, I don't know if I've gotten worse at planning things or those around me have also gotten worse at planning things or like we just care less. <laughs> but like there was definitely a moment like the night before they were coming that I was like, I honestly have no idea if they're coming or not. <laughs> um, but we were able to get that squared away uh, and they definitely showed up, which That's was good. A, I was gonna say a pleasant surprise, but like, I it, like it wasn't a surprise. I don't know. Somewhere between a surprise, it, it's it's a, a a pleasant surprise that it worked out as well as it did. Maybe. Yes, that's it. Yeah, I feel that. The other wonderful part is mm. about having guests over is when you can put them to work. Oh ho ho! What and got you done? can resolve. Uh, long-running storylines on the podcast by having put them to work. I'm ready. So if we go back, it's probably going back about 45 episodes at this point. Wow. To when I moved here. hmm And I had some couch issues. Yes, you did. And so I purchased some dinky couch off Amazon and kept my nice couch in the garage in hopes that I could eventually move it up someday or figure out what to do with it. Or I think at the time, my idea was like I was only going to live in this apartment for a year and I was going to move. Yeah. I've since decided to stay for another year. And along with that decision, I was like, I want my freaking couch. Sure. So I, I began hunting for reasons, and I think you were with me when I was given ideas to help accomplish this task as I'm only on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And so I measured the doorway on my balcony about eight times. And I measured my couch uh, about an equal number of times to confirm that the dimensions worked. And that said couch could fit in through said balcony door or patio door, door on the balcony. I don't know what it's called. Uh, And so while I had laborers here, (laughs) not friends, laborers, I got them to help me move my couch into my apartment and it actually went way better than I was expecting. Like way, way better than I was expecting. Uh, and it was a way, way easier than I was expecting. So that was a 
super pleasant surprise. So I do need to ask, were there like a bunch of ratchet straps involved? Like what happened to get it up there? I, so what we ended up doing, like, (laughs) dang, you got it. Yeah. We rented (laughs) a trebuchet from trebuchets are us. Um, we chuck it further than anyone else. It's their slogan, you know? Yep. No, but so, so, okay. What we were, what I was planning to do, uh, is rent like a, I don't cherry know what they're picker? called. Like a, not a cherry picker. Like a, it's called like a contractor's lift or something. Oh yeah. Or yeah, like yeah. A, so not a cherry picker. Like a panel with like lift. The, like the helix, not helix, but you know what I mean? Like a, an accordion hydraulic lift of sorts with just a platform. No. No? Oh, dang it. So it it's, looks way sketchier than that. Uh, Contractor lift, is that what you called it? That Let's see what... Uh, Contractor's lift. I'm just going to look up that and go to images. Oh, okay. So it's like a weird dolly with uh, some arms that you can lift up. Yeah. That is, that is way sketchier, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so, so, like, it looks sketchy, but, yeah. like, based on, like... Like, the one that I just see come up, like, it lifts 650 pounds, 24 feet. And, like, I don't lift sure. that high up. Yeah. Uh, And so I was intending to rent something like that. Okay. Probably something slightly sketchier than the ones that are coming up as I'm Googling this right now. Uh-huh. But turns out... See how much you can buy one for. They... So I, like... You couldn't, like, reserve them ahead of time. They're just mm. kind of like a first-come, 1st first serve thing where I was going to rent it from. Uh, turns out that they only had one and it had just come back like damaged. Oh, good. Uh, so I was like, well, dang. So now like, do we go to a town like 30 minutes away and rent one Uh or what? But like, that's a, that means it's going to be an hour round trip each way, like picking it up and dropping it off. Mm -hmm. And I was playing because I wanted to have like, I, my plan was to have way more hands than I want than I needed for this project because like when you've got a couch 15 feet in the air like ha- half hanging off a balcony I figure like it wouldn't hurt it would be better to tell someone to just go sit inside than to have like two people hanging on to it being like half pulled over a railing you know yeah and so I was like well and then when I was gonna be, like how are we gonna do these logistics I was just like wow this is so stupid and uh my two laborers who are here were like, let's just like go look at the couch. Let's like, this, this seems ridiculous. I don't know if we need this thing. Uh, cause I was, and so like the thinking their thinking was, uh, you just stand the couch up like on end and then have two people lift it from the bottom. And like we had, we put ratchet straps around it. So there were like easier places to grab it on. Uh-huh. So you didn't have to like reach over and grab like the arms of the couch or something. So, like, have two people lift up from the bottom to lift it high enough so the top person could, like, grab essentially the top of the couch. Have that person kind of hold it while the, one of the people on the bottom kind of gets yeah. under it and help, yeah, comes holds back it. Up. And then somebody yeah. runs up the stairs and helps lift while the third person runs around and helps, too. And I thought there was no way that would work. Because I'm thinking, like, lifting a couch up like that, because we, we had to lift it up, like, at least five or six feet. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's going to be so tippy and wobbly, and it's, like, definitely going to fall over. Mm-hmm. Couches, I guess, it was way more stable than that. It did not feel sketchy at all. Good. Uh, yeah. Now we're I wish great. I could have witnessed this. 
Yeah. And like, I even had like arranged for people to come in like an hour to help do this. And then like the couch is all of a sudden, like we were just trying to see like, is the height going to for sure work? Or do I like need to go get a lift or something? And all of a sudden you had a couch in your living room. Yeah. Huh. I was like, well, now I got to tell these people not to come. And now like I did want to hang out with them still. <laughs> uh, so now I got to like find another excuse to hang out with them. Come see my new couch. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Well, come play disc golf with us and then see my new couch. There you go. So that's what we ended up doing, which was wonderful. Nice. And yeah, now I have, oh gosh, it's so nice. I like had started to become numb to how crappy my couch was that I bought on Amazon. Yeah. And kind of forget that luxury exists in the world. <laughs> uh, even even just like mediocre luxury. Yeah. And yeah, it's so much, it's so better. So much gooder, so better. Yep. How, how, oh, we know how wonderful it works. I <laughs> is happiest for you. Good. <laughs> Excellence. <laughs> kind of one of the highlights. Uh, also, mm-hmm. like, getting to hang out with friends. So, I, I out of curiosity, I do need to shift to ask, okay. what was the impetus for the disc golf? I need to know. I've wanted to do it again. Okay, and so like, this was this was driven by you? Well, like, I was looking for things for us to do, and I was like, I want to do something outside and, uh-huh. like, be a little bit active. I don't want to just, like, sit on my butt all weekend. Up on a lovely, cool summer day like you guys have been having. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, it was, it was a little bit toasty, but I was like, I would love to do this. And, uh-huh. like, one of the friends who is here mentioned that he had, like, a set of, like, discs in his trunk. Okay. And so I was like, let's just do it then. Nice. So we went and did it and had a wonderful time. And Did you go to the same place that you and I went to? Yes. And we did super well. We were just like <laughs> killers, you know. Totally. On that course. Um, Should I look back at our scores from then? Oh, gosh. I don't remember if I fully kept track of your score or not. I hope not. Pretty sure I did. Actually, I don't I think I did. did. I don't think I did very well either based on... I mean, I suppose at that point in my disc golf career, I probably did fine uh i shot seven over and it was what pretty, was par like, we were wondering that so par we really was look. 60 okay because i shot a 67 and yeah that was just you know only got one birdie and then just a bunch of pars and bogeys kind of sprinkled throughout i was getting tired at the end mm-hmm. lots of wooded holes you shot Let's get. Would you like to guess what you shot, Grant? No, I would not like to guess. Oh, you're no fun. Would you, you like to guess? Oh wait, you see it. You shot 49 over. So that's 109. You got a yeah. You got a par on hole one. No, I didn't. You did. I am certain I did not. That's what I recorded it as. It was a pretty easy. That was my one birdie. Like it was a pretty easy um, par four. Because it's just straight ahead, 600 feet. Like, you have enough distance to get there in three shots. And Maybe then that's in. part of it. We're going to say that's part of it. Because there was no... I know that none of us got... I think it's just like, the discs matter. That's what I've learned. Uh-huh, they do. Because <laughs> none of us got even close to par on that hold. We were, hold, we were all like six or seven. <laughs> sure. Uh, other highlights. Let's see. So let's say you got one par. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, 
double bogeys. <laughs> I suppose the fun fact is that you did not get a single single bogey. You hey. either got you got a par or you did double bogey or worse on every other hole. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So there you have it. Yeah. I did not it was, improve. It was a nice course, so I'd like to play that again. I know I would do a lot better than seven over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I'm looking forward to playing it again. Um I'm looking forward to having a chance to go out in a big open field sometime this week. Yeah. Yeah, because I got discs and like I've wanted to throw them and all I can do mm-hmm. is throw them at my new couch. My yep. new old couch. Yep. Which is yeah. not as gratifying as I would hope. I I agree. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, doing uh going out and doing field work is is a good time. I I love that this is just slowly growing among everyone. Um Jack has recently gotten into it more and so he uh, and uh, still you've never met Neil, right? I know not I yet. say this much, yeah. Uh, you will. Uh but he uh, took Jack out this past weekend to just like with hit with Neil's bag of discs to just be like, mm-hmm. all right, Jack, let's just have you try a bunch of stuff and see what feels good mm-hmm. so that we can get you discs that you'll like. So yeah. it's growing. It's growing among the group. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll become like crazy about it or anything, but well, that's I, okay. I, I think it'll be very similar to Max where yeah. it's like you have some discs, you'll go out and do it because it's fun. Yeah. Because I've been looking for, like, activities that I can go do with people that are, like, fun and active that people will be interested in doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you suggest, like, hey, you want to go, like, disc golfing? Like, most people are, like, kind of down. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of people, at least the type of people that I, like, hang around are kind of down. They're like, oh, yeah, I haven't gone disc golfing in so long. That would be fun. Let's go do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, And so I figure... I'm sure I can trick a few of the fools around me to come come along with me and have a good time, you know? For sure. And get some get some nature time in the meantime, because that's what I miss. I need more nature time in my life. I always need more nature time in my life. Mm-hmm. Nature time. Nature time. Speaking of nature time, Mark, hmm. Um, that was my comic. I almost read my own comic. Uh, speaking of nature time, on the other coast, by Adrian uh, Adrian Rayside, we're set here, opening up in a garden center. There's a lady checking out. Uh, appears to be purchasing some plants as the cashier is ringing them up with the little little cashier gun, and it's going beep. Then it quickly cuts to the lady now back at. I assume her house outside in front of it, um, digging with a little little hand trowel. I think it's a trowel, shovel thing I'm a jobber. Uh, digging up a surprisingly deep hole for what you can see in the next frame. Uh, there are now plants where that hole was. Um, and she's standing up looking at them, and there's a man next to her saying, you do realize you have to water them. Then it cuts to her back at the garden center. Same cashier checking around, checking, checking out the customer. Uh, now scanning in a 50 foot hose. Beep. Suddenly cuts back to the woman outside her garden full of flowers. Holding the hose with a sprayer on the end, watering the flowers. 
and same man sitting next to her, and fertilize them. Cuts quickly back, same garden center, same cashier, bottle, or a big bag labeled flower feed. The cashier finally says something, and she says, You really have no clue what you're getting into, do you? As I presume she's seen the same lady three times in one day. Yes. So I I have one big issue with this comic, which is, I hope that no one at a garden center would talk to someone like that who doesn't know what they're doing. (laughs) That seems very antithetical to not only what you should do in a customer service role, but also just what you should do as someone who, like, would like repeat business, would like to get someone into gardening. (laughs) That's such a jerk thing to say. (laughs) I don't even, I think you're even qualifying too much. As someone who's not an a-hole. Well, yeah, yeah. Like... (laughs) Exactly. That that phrasing is not like a oh ha 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 funny funny. It's like a wow, you're really stupid and you have no idea what's going on. Yes, exactly. So that is my big issue here. Yeah. People gatekeeping things. Yeah. People yeah. claiming they want people to participate in something and then gatekeeping it hardcore. Exactly. Screw you. Not you, but those people. Um, so, uh, there's a few things we can discuss as per usual. I'm going to narrow in on the bottom middle frame where our 2B gardener is watering her plants. Mm-hmm. What do you notice in that frame? What do you notice about the hose? Let me, let me zoom and enhance quick. Zoom and enhance <laughs> and moving closer to my computer screen. It, well, the physics of it don't exactly make total sense. How so? (laughs) Well, because, like, there's just, like, a bump coming off the ground. And, like, the... Oh, I I see what you mean there. The curvature of the hose doesn't totally make sense to me. Hmm. Um, Hoses are weird, though. There's ways to explain it, but... It's a stiff hose or something, but... Should I be noticing something else? No, it's it's okay. It was not a good leading question. What, growing up... Ah. What sort of hose nozzles did you guys have? Okay, we had this. Okay, so we had one that we've we had my entire childhood, and I can confirm. I'm okay. I cannot fully confirm. I'm like ninety five percent sure my father still has it, and I okay. don't understand how those how it's not completely broken. It's like this cheap plastic sprayer uh-huh. that all it's got is like it's like a kind of I'm gonna call it like a gun type sprayer. Mm-hmm. And the trigger, when you pull it, all it does is, like, I assume, so there's, like, you got the hose, and then the hose funnels into the sprayer, and it just gets funneled down to, like, probably about, like, a pea-sized opening that's got a little, a little, a little tab that sticks over it with kind of, like, that's connected to the trigger. And so when mm-hmm. you pull the trigger, the tab just moves forward a little bit, so, like, a circle of water sprays out around the outside, and there's just, like, one setting to it. On mm-hmm. on or off? No, no on off and oh my god! Like it is, is it like off. what? What characterized the spray? Is it like conical straight up, or is it like a shower spray kind of thing, or what's going on? It's yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like okay, no, there is a bit of setting to it actually. Uh, so it's kind of conical. Like if you there's like a knob on the back that you can turn to like kind of pull the piston tighter or looser, so mm. that like 
when you pull it, if it's set one way, it'll be kind of more like a not really a jet, but like a super tight cone, like just going forward, almost more like cylindrical. Uh, and or you can like set it the other way so like it doesn't really open the same amount, and it becomes like a really wide cone. Yeah. Um, but it's still like full force of the hose, like coming straight out at you, like. Yep. Um, so we've ha- always had that one. Okay. Uh, it's amazing it hasn't broken. It's been dropped on the ground so many times. It's like been left outside in the winter. Like I don't understand how this cheap plastic hasn't broken. Uh, and then we've also had like a bunch of those like, I'm gonna call them like not Gatling gun sprayers, but like you gotta select your select your uh spray style. Yes, yes, the full twist complement of there we options. Go. Much more like depicted in this comic, I would say. Yeah. Um, okay. Those are the main ones. I'm trying to think if there's any others. Like we obviously have like sprinklers and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> so I I do find it fascinating because growing up, I have a hard time hand like it, it's it is amusing thinking back on it how novel it was the fact that the only spray th- nozzle that i remember us having at all was that sort of conical kind ours was metal but it was just but it didn't look like an it wasn't a gun style it was just a nozzle that you put on and water would be flowing out if you twisted it you i think you could twist it closed and then twisting it open, you get your various, you know, spectra of conical shapes, right? Mm-hmm. And that was it. And our neighbors had the cool ass handle with all of the fun spray options. Ooh! And uh, the injustice inherent to that was like palpable. Injustice, you know, like. But also, it was just, it's amazing how entertained you can be with a hose and oh, how yeah. much more entertained you can be when you have one of the cool nozzles with instantaneous on-off different pressure levels and spray types and all that sort of stuff. Like, I loved that growing up. And we would screw around with hoses so much, much, mm-hmm. I'm sure, to my dad's frustration at certain times because oh i bet he just loved it by by the by the end of our time in that house you know we didn't even bother watering the lawn because it was such a waste of money (laughs) we we were not the family that cared that much we we still mowed the lawn but like there were going to be dead spots whatever Mm -hmm. that was kind of our approach yeah but yeah sprinklers and actually just like let's talk sprinklers and like other water toys like, what did that look like for you? Mm. I guess, did you guys use sprinklers just for watering, or did you use sprinklers mostly as, like, a leisure option? Like, like a fun activity? We definitely, like, set up sprinklers and, like, ran through them and stuff. Okay. But I feel like that's always, like, a short-lived fun activity, or it's, like, coupled <laughs> with, true. like, a pool or something, like, yeah. that can help hold your attention slightly longer. Because, yeah. like, only so many times... To- Actually, no, that's, I take that back. There's a surprisingly large number of times that I, as a child, could run back and forth through this, like, wall of spraying water and be just, like, totally entertained by that. An embarrassing the, large number of times. Was it the classic? Did you have the classic? Uh, oh, yeah. 
up and over like 180 degree waterfall style i guess Heck I could call yeah it. we did yeah good good like we also had the yep. classic sprinklers yeah but um the main ones if you were playing in the sprinkler were the big big 180 i don't know what you call them uh-huh. oscillating sprinklers or whatever sure Oh, I I remember. I hope my dad still has it because that was nice. He once got a one of the like the intermittent sprayers, the style. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was like all metal and like super adjustable and so nice. And it's just like oh, I think it was so satisfying to like stomp into the ground because it had like a big like little foot pad for you to like stomp it into the ground. It had like two. Not just, like, one spike that went into the ground. It had, like, two, so it, like, held it real steady. Mm-hmm. You could adjust these, like, metal pins to change, like, how far it rotated from side to side. Mm, okay. So you could you could either cover, like, 270 degrees, or you could just, like, set it to cover, like, 90 degrees. Yeah. Um, or, That's like, cool. anything in between. Mm-hmm. But all, I, I definitely remember that just because, like, that's some build quality right there. Someone, yeah. who, someone who cared about their product they were making. So let me share with you, this is not a for fun sprinkler, but it was always fun when it came out. This is an eBay link, but whatever. Wait, uh, This email? one calls it... You're no, emailing e- me? eBay. Oh. I just put it in Skype. I was like, um, why are you emailing me? We have Skype open. The, the new Nelson 1865 oh. rain train cast My iron tractor traveling lawn farm. yard sprinkler. We had one of these just for our lawn, and it was always so much fun. For listeners who are unaware... It just looks like a very tiny tractor with two big spiky wheels on the back and then like a single split wheel on the front. So it's one wheel, but it's kind of split in half with a, you know, central, like the double cone essentially. So that way on the back of the thing, you put, you actually like put in your hose, you string the rest of the hose around the lawn and you put that front wheel over the hose to like guide it like a rail essentially for a train Wait. and and the water like pushes it along the hose and it just what? follows whatever whatever hose layout you put down that is the path the sprinkler takes to water the lawn no way so if you click here i'll find another here's a, a one with product images that I, I will send you much longer url but yeah this is what it this is what ours looked like Oh, that is how you used it. My gosh, I never knew that's how you use this. Yeah, I've only seen it. Wait, what? Yeah, that's how you're supposed to use it on like a small lawn or whatever. I don't know what the ramp part is for. Maybe it's just to stop it, probably at, at when you want it to be done. Uh, product information: Watering your lawn can be fun with this traveling lawn sprinkler tractor. The Nelson lawn watering device is made from rust-proof cast iron. Use a hose to preset the tractor's course just like you would lay a track for an electric toy train. And the tractor will travel along this track as it waters your lawn. Does it actually, like, pull along? It, like, Like, how much hose can it... Like, so, yeah, the the water spraying out ends up causing it to... I also don't understand the... I, I think part of the water is probably used as, like, an actual, like, like a, uh water wheel kind of thing Uh, like that's my assumption is that it's it's like most of it is being mm -hmm. you know used to actually spread the water straight up but some of it probably partially drops down and uses it to actually like move those wheels that's my guess but yeah like that's that's what it did it just it just puttered along 
totally fine. Oh, I love the some of the points in this description. Yeah. Um, ma- mainly one. Oh yeah, ramp trips lever and shuts off water. Wow. Uh, no, the thing that I enjoy the most is uh low speed transmission. <laughs> I see that now. That's funny. <laughs> oh, product includes lead, which is known by the state of California to cause cancer and birth defects and other reproductive Classic. harm. Adjustable aluminum spray arms provide coverage range from 15 feet to 55 feet in diameter. Wow. That's pretty legit. Travels up to 200 feet, so I guess it could, that probably means that it's able to pull along 200 feet of hose. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's the uh, one that we had. That was a that was a fan favorite, I would say, in just terms of uh, novelty. That's cool. Okay, I don't mean to interrupt and like take mm-hmm. over here, but I gotta. I'm just read one of the. I am reading one of the reviews, mm. and I'm just gonna read the first few sentences. So this probably isn't fair, but then I want you to guess how many stars it's given. Oh gosh! So don't look at the reviews. I'm not looking. These are great. But, all caps, dot, 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 they have, all caps, intentionally, and the company name, made the main internal gear, all caps, plastic slash nylon, that drives the rear wheels. This means that if the sprinkler runs into an obstruction for a short period of time, all caps, it will strip that gear. So, why does company name make the gear metal? Answer, why should they make a metal gear? in it when dummies like me know this and keep buying them anyway i mean you kind of laid your hand by making me guess the rating so it's got to be a four or five i'm just gonna say it's a five yeah like uh, why i mean it's better than the people who like are like oh this was mostly good but it came too late from amazon one star Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like i'm i'm always happy to read any review that's long like, that's, like, a paragraph or two, regardless of what the rating says. Um, like, you know, that's at least informative, even if they gave it five, you know? Yeah. Final sentence. It's a hardy piece of long equipment, except, all caps, for that damn gear! <laughs> if you envision this model tractor sprinkler is just like the ones in use many years ago, you're going to be disappointed. They no longer have metal wheels and weigh a country ton. That said, it's solid. La, 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 la. Wow. Ours was definitely pretty slow, but they are fun. I've only seen these laid out. Now I know the opposite direction of how they should be laid out. Mm. So they wouldn't like, I've never seen them move before. Oh, cause they would have to like pull the whole length of the hose, like the whole way, the whole time. Yeah. And like, it would like on a straight line. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and yeah. like, it would have like, it was like always pulled against like the whole hose, so like it would. There's nowhere for it to go, you know. Yep, yep. Because uh, it's at the end of its hose, if you might. Say. <laughs> yeah, I'm not convinced that it's actually that efficient, but it's at least novel. It's a neat you, idea. It is. It is fun. I'm not sure how they get their number of covers. What is it? Covers as yeah. much as thirteen thousand five hundred square feet. I'm not sure the math uh, plays out if it can only travel 200 feet, but I suppose, I mean, let's see, 200 feet, Times a 55. 55 foot diameter, that's, I don't know. 
11,000. 11, so you're still not. But that doesn't even count the like circular ends to it. So then uh, oh, 55 that be, Yeah, that's the extra 2,500 square feet that's missing from that calculation. Is that it? No, of course not. I'm not I don't <laughs> want to do the math in my head. I'll do it. Maybe it actually is. Times... Five, five, seven, two point five. Nope. Three point one four. Two hundred seventy. Unless I'm doing the math wrong. Well, the square feet it would be the equivalent of like one whole circle, kind of. Yeah. So it'd be radius times. Yeah, the radius is twenty two and a half or twenty seven and a half. Oh, radius squared, not pi squared. Correct. Is that actually going to be it? Wow, that's twenty three hundred square feet. That is how they decided to measure it, is if you run it in one long, <laughs> one long very skinny football path. field. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that's kind of aggravating. I mean, technically that's not actually... I mean, if you snaked a 200-foot one 55 feet, you know, like, I'm not sure what... Like, if you just did it perfectly, you know? But I'm not sure how practical that is to do. Could you do it perfectly, though? Like... No, I don't think so. Because wouldn't you lose some on the inside of the circle, or would you well, not if you the... not if you spread the hose oh. like on a correct radius. Yeah, if you had the radius, I at... mean, you would lose a little bit on the inside there. Yeah, like on each curve, you couldn't do it perfectly. I don't think at twenty-seven and a half feet. Now I want to do this math problem, but I don't actually want to do this math problem at all. Grant has brought <laughs> Phoebe and her unicorn. By Dana Simpson. We have Phoebe and her unicorn out on a grassy lawn. Phoebe is approaching the unicorn from behind. Luckily, the unicorn is not startled. Uh, Phoebe is holding a picture saying, Look at this drawing I did. And Phoebe is holding it up to the unicorn, um, her freckles now fully visible. And it is just a very cute hand drawn pencil um, sketch of a little flower with some petals and two cute little leaves on the stem and a little bit of grass. And the unicorn says, Oh, lovely, a flower. And Phoebe now kind of slanting her eyes down, looking a little frustrated, says, Darn it, yes. And her unicorn says, You sound disappointed. And Phoebe says, Great artists are never understood in their own times. Unicorn says, well, it is only Monday. Perhaps Tuesday will be your time. How inspiring. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to have inspired you so that I can rant about something. Well, I'm ready. Brief rant. A, a grant rant. That's the opposite of what this comic is, kind of. Hey, you want to know what you call a rant by Grant? Grant story. I was going to say a grant. Oh. That's a hard thing when the, the word itself is inside your name. You can't really combine it. Yeah. A grant story is not a rant. That's different. A rant because a rant, a rant has a point to it. Okay. So, okay, my rant. <laughs> We're going to get to this. We're not letting you, I'm not letting you sidetrack me because I, I, I have peeved about this. Mm-hmm. This is a very... I guess it's kind of a niche thing, sciencey thing. So in this, like, they're saying, like, great artists are never understood in their own times. You know what really bugs me? Hmm. When scientists 
don't look at those who came before them to figure out if something's actually new or not. Because I've been dealing with a very annoying problem of all these yahoos publishing papers in like the mid 2000s and like into the 2000 in like 10s claiming things like ones for sure in the early 2000s of first example of this type of a chemical reaction and i'm like wow that's pretty cool that's quite neat uh like how did no one figure this out before how did no one mm-hmm. see this event before and publish it? You know how? Because these people are full of crap. They just didn't do their research. Because mm. people published the exact same work in the friggin' 80s and have like 25 papers on it from multiple groups, multiple authors, multiple people fully flushing out this concept. When these people in like early 2000s are just like, yo, look at this cool thing we observed. We have no idea what's going on, but like someone should figure that out because like it's super cool and like no one's ever observed it before. <laughs> you jack wagons. Because like people read that and they're like, oh, like no one's observed this. So like, and these people say they did, they claim to have done the research and like nobody knows what's going on when someone has already like, very clearly illustrated what's going on with quite rigorous and thoroughly done research that is backed up by work of others who were working separately from them. I mean, it it definitely is bad when it's in closely related fields, if not the same field. That's for sure, just on them. It is always interesting, though, when you, and kind of scary, when you think about the, like, you know, the increasing amount of, let's call it surface area of knowledge yeah. in the world. Yeah. And you get like, you get this with math and like in theoretical physics, let's say, where you could have similar things published entirely separately with neither of them really knowing about it until a long time later. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite example of this, this isn't exactly what you're saying, but it is the funniest example. Um, <laughs> is uh, there's no way you haven't seen this but maybe you haven't uh i'm going to send you the funniest article that ever did exist or i guess i'm going to send you a the front page of it let's call it whatever you want to call the uh thing that tells you the basics of it but doesn't let you actually read it a mathematical model for the determination of total area under glucose oh, you can get it okay tolerance and other metabolic curves so does that sound like anything to you a mathematical model for the determination of total area under a oh curve. my gosh when was this published oh was this published on like april fool's day or something and isn't this it was just published. about like integration this is published on february 1st 1994 by a medical doctor who essentially you can read this thing right into uh, dividing the area, the area under oh the my curve God. into small segments, rectangles, and triangles, whose area can be accurately calculated from their respective geometrical formulas. So this person legitimately wrote this paper, claiming that this was a new method for new things. No, this is published. It is. I know. Um, so, And then, naturally, a mathematician, I believe, 
wrote back in some other, you know, in like, you know, you get journal debates, you know, where they kind of the equivalent of subtweeting where it's like, let me write uh, an attack on this article, you know, in this other journal. This is short saying how dumb they were, essentially, you know, like this already exists. And this person kind of doubled down and was like, no, 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 no. This is totally different. (laughs) Like... Ty's model proves to be able to, one, determine total area under a curve with precision, two, calculate area with varied shapes that may or may not intercept on one or both x-y axes, three, estimate total area under a curve plotted against varied time intervals, whereas other formulas only allow the same time interval, whoa, and four, compare total areas of metabolic curves produced by different studies. So they are claiming that their their big thing here is that you don't even need to equivalently split up the the time intervals, you know, not like all these fools with their math are like, oh, man, I have to divide it into n equally sized intervals. Nah, I can divide it oh into as many differently sized intervals as I want. What a concept. Things like this just like irk <laughs> this me is, this because is not... <laughs> I, okay, for a second, because of the website I was, I was doing this on, I just assumed, I think it's almost because the ads around it make me think hmm. that this is like some non-profit no, something I think I can publishing you... stuff but this is a peer-reviewed journal yeah no I, I just sent you the direct link hopefully yeah to the actual pdf no i i'm looking at the pdf and like it's a peer-reviewed yeah. i looked up the journal and like it's a peer-reviewed journal or claims yeah. to be yeah um which is just there's things that's like how does this get through reviewers like, and, and the and the funny thing with this, nobody who ha- they have to all be MDs. They have to all be MDs. Well, if you look, it is Mary M. Ty M. S. E. D. D. Oh, that. But that. No, these are people with degrees who had to have taken calc. Uh, probably. Like, I love also these references. So we got uh, how important is prediction of glycemic responses? So that's probably just for background information. Um, she cites herself for something else that's probably background information. Then, uh, Alder, a new look at geometry is cited. <laughs> and then more just like... It's nowhere near enough citations. And then just other, yeah, like nutrition kind of stuff. It's so funny. And and it's like the, oh. the response with this and her response to the response, it's very like dunning-kruger-esque but specifically for math like someone who and it can't actually be dunning-kruger because someone who like is highly educated but maybe assumed that their hot that their education level in one field allowed like makes Mm -hmm. them understand a different field better than they think they do and they were unwilling to listen to someone point out the fact that like there's nothing wrong with the fact that you came up with this idea. Like, that's a cool thing if you legitimately never properly study calculus and you're like, oh, I have a really good idea to solve this problem that I have. Like, when you don't know that a tool exists to solve a problem and you come up with a tool, even if the tool is way less sophisticated than the tool that currently exists, mm-hmm. like, it's good to come up with that sort of stuff. Like, that's really important. But when we're talking about published research, <laughs> it's not quite the same. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's got to be one of those things uh, like author certainly has taken calculus before and then like 
totally forgot about it after totally years of being forgot about in it, med but school. it's like deep enough back in like the yeah. back of their head that they started having ideas and they're like, Oh, this makes sense. Like this feels like intellectually comfortable and like a good idea. Not mm-hmm. thinking like, Oh, it's because I've learned this before, but they're thinking like, Oh, I'm just coming up with this off the cuff. Yeah. And, but like, how does nobody catch this? It's, I don't know, man. But like, I've seen worse examples. Like this is just someone thinking that they've discovered something that they haven't. But oh, let's not talk about peer review. I shouldn't get into this. Mm-hmm.